Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChampaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Pittsburgh Steel fans. Welcome to this week's episode <laughs> of Steel's Touchdown Under. I'm Matt Pepperell, joined by my co-host, Marky D. We've been having a good laugh, which is why we're a couple minutes late. Sorry to everyone that's already in the live chat, such as Steeler Chick, Steeler Nation 412, Michael O'Malley, George Testin. No, there's no special guest. I'm back, though, after having two massive wisdom teeth out and being in a fair amount of pain last week. So I appreciate Marky D and Jeffrey Benedict holding the fort down for me. We've got everyone else jumping in, Rhino Tool. But Brad Jewett as well. But Mark, how are you doing? Oh, are we live? <laughs> yeah, with you like okay. pulling the thing out of your teeth. <laughs> I was a bit thirsty. I'm getting ready for game day action, you know. Uh, hey, I'm really good. I'm, I'm, I'm feeling pretty good. I realized yesterday, Maddie, it's one month away today to the Hall of Fame game. Can you believe it? One game, one, one month. Yeah, August, uh, August 5th is the Hall of Fame game versus the Cowboys. And it's gonna, we're gonna see a lot of pieces come into action with, um, you know, steel players rocking up and having a go. I'm, I'm pretty excited. I'm, I'm really want to see football again. Last year we didn't see, um, we didn't see any preseason, and it's just exciting to see 90 players go out there and they're all fighting for a job. So I'm keen. It's only, a month, it's only one month away. <laughs> I don't want to spend too long on it, but we didn't get to talk about it last week. I think you and you and Jeffrey Benedict quickly mentioned it together. And it's been covered across heaps of BTSC shows. But just in like quickly, like 20 seconds sort of thing, what are your feelings about the whole Trey Turner, David DeCastro thing? Because we didn't get to talk about it. And I miss I miss when we don't get to talk Steelers. 
Basically, uh, Matty, in a nutshell, for uh, David, I was telling Jeff that, you know, he was there nine years and then next minute he's gone. So it makes you realize you've got to appreciate these players uh, when they're in the team. Same with Pouncey as well. Um, he did a, a great job. He was two times Pro Bowl or, or maybe even more. I can't, rem- I can't really remember, but he's had a great steal of career. Um, and now we have a complete new O-line. And I didn't know who Trey Turner was, but he was a guy from uh, Carolina. Then he went into the, the Chargers. So uh, the only really thing I do know about Trey Turner is that he's a massive unit and he can be very punishable. So maybe uh, the use for him there is just to, to for run blocking. Um, but yeah, what are you, what are your thoughts? Because it's David's. He's gone. There's no more. There's no more. But those blocks are gone. I hope he retires. I'd hate to see him in another jersey, and I think that's where we'll get to. Um, but I think with Trey Turner, I've known about him for a while, uh, you know, and I, I actually, funnily enough, I had a, a friend that was a Panthers fan um, at the time they made the Super Bowl run, and I remember watching them quite closely. I remember being really interested to see if Cam Newton could pull it off after this sort of first half of the season. And, you know, he did really make that difference on their O-line for them. So, you know, we're getting someone that's like, a, I think it's a four or five-time pro bowler, you know, he's coming off, he's a bit younger, he's coming off, you know, an injury and a trade to a, on the other side of the on the other side of the country in the US. So, you know, I'm interested in what Trey Turner can do. At the end of the day, it can't be worse than a player that's going to be injured and play worse than what they did last year. You know, and I'm really, it's really sad that that's the David DeCastro goes out that way. It's sad he doesn't go out with the Super Bowl. But this is a good thing for the Steelers, you know, and if, if Trey Turner wasn't injured, he the Chargers wouldn't have, you know, he wouldn't have gone. They would have they would have found a way to keep him there. So uh this is this is the difference. And when he's opening up some holes for the Pittsburgh Steelers, I'm gonna be pretty excited about it. The thing for me though is it pushes let's assuming although this says it's just rumor and speculation about Kevin Dotson, it put Kevin puts Kevin Dotson still at the left guard position. I'm really interested in seeing Kevin Dotson go to the right guard position where he played a bit more in college over time. But look, you know, if this is a one-year proposition or a two-year proposition, I don't think that's going to be the the be-all and end-all. But I do think there's a lot of guards that come out of college that are better on the left guard side. And there are guys that play tackle in college on the left side that are often switched to the guard position as well. I mean, it happens vice versa, depending on the, the, the structure of the offense. But you can find a better left guard coming out of the draft than you're generally going to be able to do a right guard. So that's my only thing over time is what's the long-term implication for the Steelers O-line out of it. Do you, do you believe those uh, rumors from for Kevin Dotson? I actually don't. Um, I know I, I like the way Jeffrey Benedict covered it on the curtain call this week, um, but I don't. I'm not going to sit there and say that DK Sports are trying to go for a headline, um, although it is a slow time of the year. But, I mean, Kevin Dotson looks in shape. Arthur Motes was talking about it on his podcast. I occasionally go have a, or their YouTube show. I occasionally go have a listen to them. Um, but, you know, they he was sort of saying, look, there's being in shape as a human being and then there's being in NFL shape and maybe Dotson mm-hmm. hasn't done a couple of those things. But are we really that worried? Like, nope. like quite honestly, you know, and I, I mean, I only think back to, you know, it was high school level. I was on the state, you know, trying to break into the state team when I was 17, 18 for athletics. A month, if you were in decent shape, you know, I mean, running, they talk about you've always got the miles in your legs. Like I can still go out and run, you know, three or four mile and I'll be able to do it quicker than most people just because I did it for like for so long. But like 
the thing is, is that we're a month away from a Hall of Fame game that we probably don't even want Dotson playing in anyway, right? We're a month away from, you know, from training camp, three weeks away from training camp. Like, unless he's done absolutely nothing and the guy does not look like he's done absolutely nothing, I'm really actually not that worried about it. Like, I'll put it to you this also, way, Matty. Yeah. Well, Matty, I'll put it to you this way. Does the Super Bowl start in September? 100% no. And this is the thing. Look, read between the lines. If they were bringing Trey Turner in to create competition, that could be misconstrued as Dotson's not doing well because you're not, like, you know, no, at that point in time, if they'd said competition for David DeCastro, everyone would be like, you know, going absolutely nuts, right? But if David DeCastro was fit and we had the amount of money of cap that we've got on the table, right, or we had a couple million more because you don't want to have less than what we, what we had before David DeCastro, and we could get Trey Turner for three million as a backup. There's no one that is listening to this show right now or that's in the live chat that would not want Trey Turner for three million dollars as a depth piece. So if they were literally saying that they wanted someone to push dots in to play better, that's not a bad thing. People should have to earn that jersey all the time. So I'm actually I'm wondering whether there's the truth in it, but then it's just been misconstrued. I just think it's a bad take, to be honest. It's a really, really bad take on. Uh telling someone they're not fit when you're exactly right. There's one month to go before the football season. This guy's a football player. He's been a football player all throughout college. He's a massive human. Um, his shape looks different to to what other O-line guys could um, could muster up. Uh, I just think it's it was blown way out of proportion for whoever released the the, the idea of it. I don't know, I don't know who, who did it, but then I know that Dotson came back on, um, on Instagram or Twitter and then did a few videos. I saw him today on one uh, Instagram post. He's pushing the weights like James Harrison did. This guy's in shape. This guy's ready. Um, he's going to be one of my favorite Steelers because he's got that, I can't read it online, but that if you ain't a Steeler, you ain't blank. Uh, he, he's going to be a great Steeler. And why, you don't need to put pressure on this guy like that. You know, 100%. we got we got we got to rally behind him and get behind his camp and um, not make speculation or rumors up it doesn't. It doesn't even matter. Even if it was true, it doesn't matter if he if he wasn't in shape. We got plenty of time. We got five preseason games, or sorry, four, uh, and then the regular season is longer for seventeen. And like I said, the Super Bowl, you know, it doesn't um, it doesn't happen in September. The journey starts there. I just I just think overall it's silly to what they said. Hundred percent. Look, I bring up Marco Malley's comment. I'm excited about the O line. I'm 43. And the Pouncy DeCastro era isn't the first O-line I've loved. So he's having his Polamalu year of life. And uh, and this is it. Like, you know, like, <laughs> why is it going to come and go? We can't have everyone forever. Um, and then also, I know that it was brought up in the live chat about us being in lockdown. We are currently in a lockdown. Hopefully that we'll be out of that soon because Mark and I are really keen to actually catch up for a beer. Uh, but yeah, that, that sort of situation is what it is. But that's a good segue as well. We want to wish everyone in the live chat or on the audio side, if you're listening to this this back on the podcast side of things, a happy July 4th. Without America, you know, and we know that no country is perfect. Everyone's going through an interesting time at the moment. But without America, Mark and I wouldn't have the joy of being a Pittsburgh Steeler fan. We wouldn't have had all the awesome experiences that we've both had when we traveled there. We wouldn't like, you know, be even talking to you right now. So for us, happy July 4th. That's all I've got to say. 
Thank you very much. There's a lot about I love about your country, along with Greece. They're my two. They're my two countries that I feel a connection with outside of Australia. And yeah, for me, you know, thank you to all the all the Americans out there. I've always been treated with respect and loved and what have you by every American, and and I'm really thankful for that. Same here. I, I agree. But uh, the American culture is awesome. This is the reason why I've we've I've been there seven times, Maddie. How many times have you been there? Three, four. Five. Five. So that's 12 times that we've uh, flown 14 hours. That's like a week in outland flights. It's <laughs> in a year. Um, like the calculator. <laughs> no, that's, I don't even know if it's a week or not. But, yeah, I I, I, um, I love going over there. There's even times that I've when I've been to America, I probably should have traveled to another different country. Um, and I thought, well, no, nah, I'm going to go to America. So I haven't seen some other countries in I've been from, uh, you know, L.A. To, to the Grand Canyon, to Monument Valley, all the way through to Texas, New Orleans, um, Miami, New York, all the way up top and then Gettysburg with my dad and Niagara Falls. I've seen it all. The, the best thing about the American culture and coming up for the July 4th is is just how, you know, how everyone's so friendly um, and you just have a, have a good time over there. And the whole country itself is so different, like from the um, the West Coast to the East Coast, like. It's five hours away, but it is completely different. <laughs> Do you know a fun fact? Yeah, 100%. Let's go. 12 flights one way is more than a week. Is it really? There you go. Yeah, so we've spent in the air collectively uh, a week. <laughs> that's crazy. No, more than two because that's just one way. Oh, exactly. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Well, that's no, that's I've, that's it. I've been to also. I, I've went to. Uh, I've been to Pittsburgh three times, and I went there in 2015, uh, I believe 2016, and then 2019. Uh, now with everything going on, we just can't get there yet. But I know for sure when we can in the future, uh, me and Maddie will go over. We'll, we'll meet everyone from behind the store curtain, and we'll have a good time. But yeah, just happy Fourth of July. I believe it's Fourth of July today in Australia. Um, yep. But your tomorrow, or whenever you're listening, maybe listening to about today, it's going to be your Fourth of July. Barbecues come out, the beers come out, you have a good time, family, friends. It's just the best. I love it. I love it. All right, let's crack into the show, Mark. So this is this is going back to your concept that we did a few weeks back where we looked at the 2018 draft. Today, we're going to look at the 2019 draft. And obviously, we're looking at draft picks, and that's strategic. Obviously, there's undrafted free agents that come through each season. But we want our sort of focus has been the players the Steelers have invested heavily in and what's going to impact going to be over the future season. So, Mark, where do you want to kick it off from the 2019 draft class? I reckon we've got to start from the um, the seventh round and go up because there really isn't, um, let's put it this way, too much content in our, with our draft. With some of these players haven't really played too much. So we've got to start from the, the bottom and then work our way up, I believe, to uh, Devin Bush. Sounds like a plan. So who are we kicking off with? Uh, I believe we have, was it, uh, well, this guy, I don't even believe he's with the Steelers anymore. He's uh, Derwin Gray, the offensive No, player. he's not on the roster. He played. A little, he was on the practice squad a couple of times last year, but yeah, he's no longer yeah. with the Pittsburgh Steelers. So I don't think, <laughs> I don't think he's going to have too much of an impact. <laughs> uh, Michael O'Malley says he's marinating the meat for tomorrow. 
Yeah, I'm oh, probably about, the best. Oh. I've got tomorrow off. Um, I'm studying a job this week, but I've got tomorrow off. So I'm thinking about I might get some brisket and marinate that in my smoker today because it's a sunny day. It's been raining for like two weeks here, so I haven't been able to use the smoker. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, so maybe Ulysses Gilbert then, Mark. Let's, let's think about Ulysses Gilbert. So look, so here's 2019. All these guys are heading into their third year, so it's a, it's another really another prove it year. Um, but a lot of these players on this 2019 draft is so far down, you know, the the draft order. Um, usually, UG three only has he has like 10 tackles. Like, well, I mean, he can't stay healthy in two years. I know, like Shannon White from the website part of BehindTheSteelCurtain.com. Because obviously, where your one-stop shop for all things Pittsburgh Steelers, audio, video, or of course on the written form. But yeah, I mean, like Ulysses Gilbert, someone that's showed all this promise, and then he's never really been able to. I mean, it's that classic saying: the best ability is availability, and he's just not available, which is a shame because he's super fast. Like the idea of having him as a backup to Devin Bush, like you know, imagine if he had been fit last year, where we'd have been able to play him. Like he's someone that I. Expect to potentially, I think he's still eligible for the practice squad. If he is, he's sitting there. I don't see him making the 53, though. Well, there's another lot of bodies in front of him, like Spillane and um, those guys like that. You're exactly right. So, to me, is his, is his time up in Pittsburgh? Like, it's been three or four, it'll be three years coming into it. Round six uh, pick for UG3. The... the a lot of these players, like, they have no real stats behind them. And when the new blokes come in, is it time for UG3 to, to get replaced by someone? I think so. I think when you've got Bush, Spillane, Williams, Buddy Johnson, you've got other guys. You've got a guy like Killebrew that can play around there. Brooks is going to play like a dime back a roll, you know. <sighs> but this is the thing. And still as Pittsburgh's put it in the chat, I can just see a situation where we let go of him, someone else picks him up, and then he plays lights out. Yeah. You know what I mean? He's just one of these players, that, uh, which is why I think we've got to keep him on the practice squad. But then again, I can also see him being nicked off the practice squad so by another player, so uh, another player, another team. So this is the thing with Ulysses Gilbert. I think if, if yeah, but this is the thing. He could come out and have a monster. He could have a monster preseason. If he does that, he makes the roster, fine. But then that's going to affect some of the safeties, I think, that we keep on the roster. But, yeah, I mean, Ulysses Gilbert, he's he's in a prove it, prove it now. Prove it that's or lose it, basically. That's his Steelers' journey. And that's what's so, so intriguing as well with the, the preseason games too. A lot of these guys on this 2019 draft will have a good opportunity to try and make a name for themselves. And they really have to. They really have yeah. to do something because now it's been two years and it's like it's not the rookie wall. It's not the, the second year kind of kind of idea. It's a third year. You've been around the building a long time. This is the time that you need to uh, make a name for yourself. And that's if that's special teams, that's all you do. Great. You know we know that Jordan Dangerfield did that for a few years, um, and he might not be brought back. I'm not even sure if he's on the roster at the moment, but he was there for three or four years, and that that was his role. So if UG three is like that and plays special teams, then this is this is the year that you've got to. Uh, really show up and we do have a better off season with the preseason and the Hall of Fame game to accomplish that too. 100%. 100%. And the pre and the preseason is going to be so important for anyone drafted in the last three years pretty much because it's just like we didn't get that last year, you know. Uh, all right. Well, Sutton Smith, he's not on the roster so we can skip over him. 
<laughs> he's uh, he's no longer there, but I think he's still floating around the NFL. I think he's sat in a few different people's practice squads the last few years. But Isaiah Bugs, he's an interesting one, Mark, because he came along a little bit last year. He played, obviously, with Alawalu out, um, you know, last year. He came in in that Ravens game, and, you know, he played a terrible first half, and then they sort of revved him up at halftime, and he came out and he played well. And then you saw him week 17 fighting on the sideline against Carlos Davis Jr. You know, what do you expect from Bugs this season? Because for me, like, he's in his third year, again, You've got Aluwalu back on a one-year. Wormley, you know, might not even make the roster, but if he does, he's probably looking at a one-year, like, really on the roster. I think he actually might have a two-year contract, but I, I can only see this working for one year. But Isaiah Bugs, do you think do you think he can prove it this season? Uh, I think he can. I think even when you said he when he versed the Ravens, right, I think he was the bloke that uh, there was a play versus the Lamar Jackson. I believe he got a, a, a sackle or he got a – a run stop twice in a row. I think yeah. that was him. Um, and that was pretty good to see. I think he has a better opportunity uh, than UG3 does to make an impact on this team. Uh, he's behind Alualu. And I know that what I've been trying to say the last few weeks, and, and this season's going to be a grinding season, and you can't have Alualu out there for 100% of the yes. time. You need that second depth guy. So, Bugs, he might have to be it because I know we just got rid of Demarcus Christmas. Um, no longer Christmas in July. He's gone. Um, I didn't even know who that guy was too. But even look, even looking over all these players, and as a fan, it's so interesting because there's ninety odd people, and you really got to try and play chess with it all and think where they're gonna where they're gonna fit and what they're gonna do. But imagine being the mind of that player because he uh, bugs would be the same. You know, he he might think, oh, I'm, I'm second in depth, but then some other rookie might come up uh, right behind him and steal his job and take the snaps. And a lot of these guys we're talking about, same as Bugs here, they don't have too much to show on the field. Like, like Bugs right now has 14 tackles, um, similar to what in his career, right? Now, you've been playing football for two, two or three years now. You've only got 14 tackles. When we get up to Devin Bush in part two, yeah. you'll see, you'll see the, big, the big jump, right? So, um, And that's just all to do with the, the depth chart and maybe he's not on, on special teams. And I, I think mean, he's he, only played he from there. To be fair, he's played 7% of the snaps in 2019, and then he's played 13% of the snaps last year. So, like, it, and he's at the defensive tackle. But, but okay, okay, I, I get that. I understand that. But why? Maybe it's to do with coaching as well. The the coaches don't seem to integrate these plays so much, do they? They, they Okay, for instance, let's say if you put in Minka 100% of the time and Minka starts to get tired and, and then he's near 80%, 70%, would you rather a better a Trey Wood there? Or say just for an example, Trey Wood to be a hundred percent or or a seventy percent Minka? W- won't these snap counts add up over the game, or, or is that just part of the game? Yeah, that's a good point. That's a good point. Same same with Bugs. Shouldn't Bugs be in there? Maybe ten percent. Well, we went, and this is the point that we've been talking about for a few weeks now. Is that and you and you're putting it there exactly? It like we've got an extra game. The Steelers come December postseason have not done well the last few years. And I know like when you look at Dave, Dave put, did a really great stat keep this week around, you know, results in December. But the point is, is that even the play in a, in a win has not always been filled everyone with confidence. So I agree with you. We, we, it's it's more that we need bugs to show up. But he, as you said, he needs the opportunity. But I it's interesting because Brad Jewett brings it up and says, I expect more out of louder milk than I do Isaiah bugs. And that's, the, that's, Going to be on. Unfo- I agree. It will be unfortunate because 
We want Loudermilk to do as the least as possible this season and just learn and develop. And he's got to get bigger too because he actually lost weight for his pro day. And so he, I think he did his pro day at like 250, even though he played at more like 270 pounds last year. We need him at like 290. So we need Isaiah not playing and trying to put on that weight and then getting an injury, like a soft tissue injury. We need we need like Loudermilk just developing, developing. Fine if he can play some sort of role in the last four or five games of the season, but we need him for the next pretty much almost six months now to focus purely on getting NFL ready from a body perspective, from a play perspective, understanding the playbook. Yeah, well, I agree. You know, you know more about Loudermilk than I do. Just a really funny T-shirt, and I, you know, I, you know, I'm going to hold my opinion. I'm not even going to look into Loudermilk just yet because I know that there are so many opinions around Loudermilk. Um, I'm just going to be the guy that jumps on the bandwagon at the last, the last second, the very last second. You know, like a lot of Australian fans down here in, uh, or in in Australia, you know, they always jump, they jump on the Seahawks, they jump on the now it's Mahomes because Mahomes is like the best quarterback, so they're all wearing Chief Kingdom, and you know, but before that, the bandwagon was uh, Tom Brady. You know, they're all wearing number twelve, and then they didn't even know his first name. Uh, <laughs> but uh. Yeah, it's going to be – look, I think it's very interesting. Like, throughout a lot of these players, it's just time on the field, and they haven't got the time on the field. And a lot of these stats I go through, it's 14 tackles and 10 tackles for the the, the other bloke, uh, UG3. We get into some of these other guys too. They just haven't had time to show what they can do. Now, maybe if, if they were stuffing up a few times, um, that's a reason why they get, you know, out of there. See you later, mate. But – uh, I'd like to see – I want to see Bugs do something. I want to see him you know, come in and hassle the quarterback. Yeah. Well, look, the next player on the list is Zach Gentry, who like, a couple of weeks ago <laughs> I had my What the Hell 5. Zach Gentry is a perfect player to be on the What the Hell 5, except for the fact <laughs> he shouldn't even be on the roster. I can't see this okay, guy making listen, it. This is just a, you, a waste mate, of before time. You st- before you start – I was looking up with my uh, research about 10 minutes before the show. He's got one catch. Guess how many yards? Minus one. Minus one. He has one catch in his two-year career for four yards. Mate, the guy's a man mountain, but I'm sorry. The reality is that like he, he hasn't put the weight on. Shannon White talked about it well this week on The Hangover. He hasn't put the weight on. He's injured. He's an ex-quarterback that's never really settled into a role. Like tight end, like it's literally just like throw it up there and hopefully you can get it. We've got enough of those players. He's holding a roster spot. He's going to hold a practice squad spot that we don't need. Cut him loose. Let's be done with it. He's on my uh, what the hell one. Zach Gentry. <laughs> it's the one guy. Like, honestly, I was trying to think of like, you know, ideas to get my head around how is he on this team. Uh, and I keep, you know, I'm the biggest fan. I want to see everyone succeed. I don't care their race, color, or whoever, you know, but Gentry has one catch for four yards and that's it. So what is he doing in training camp? Is he not showing up and, and like having a go and saying, hey, coach, put me in? Like, you know, that old, that old adage when you're a kid, hey, coach, put me in. Maybe he's not talking on the sidelines. Maybe he's not allowed to. I don't know. For one catch in four years, and he's getting paid mega bucks, or well, not really, but you know more than I am. I just don't. I don't understand it. Like they either use him or get rid of him. 
That's it. I would <laughs> mate, I'd I'd be up there to take one catch for free. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So many fans who love to go to the training games in the drove and they get well, you know what? There's more fans with with more catches than Zach Gentry does when they go to the Latrobe. I bet you, know, you I bet you if they put out a poll on Steel like on the, the Steelers put out a Twitter poll, right? Or someone to respond, I reckon that there'd be someone in the stand that has caught more NFL balls that have gone rogue from like a Jordan Berry shank punt than <laughs> Zach Gentry's caught in his career. The the line judges, you know the guys that hold the sticks, they've got more catches than Gentry. Think about that. The guy holding the 10-yard line when they flick him the, the ball. <laughs> He has more receptions than Zach Gentry. And this, okay, if there's a one player on this roster, and if Zach Gentry makes it, sorry if I'm yelling, uh, <laughs> they, ha- they have to, they have to, like, they have to do something. And he's got to turn up in the, in the preseason, uh, catch a lot, you know, receive a lot, of, a lot of footballs. And how do you not have a touchdown yet? Like, I'm just perplexed at the idea of this. Well, I don't understand. I don't understand how we continue to just keep this guy on the roster. Well, that's it. So, so it's either that he's not uh, he's not giving the having the time of day to be you know he's the third best tight end there, and we all know that Frymuth's going to be number two. Uh, Ebron's number one. Do we even run a lot of uh, three tight end sets? But look, maybe he can fill in for certain positions and certain um, key plays. But as we all know from the the stats that he has, he doesn't have that. And the thing is, though, like a lot of these players that we're talking about, he's a fifth rounder, so it doesn't overly matter. But you still want to get some value out of your picks. And this at the moment is is zero value to this team. And probably another guy we can't add to the touchdown on the podcast now. <laughs> true, or, <laughs> true or false, Cameron Haywood has more yards off a go-forward of a non-defensive play than Zach Gentry. I'm going to say true. True. Cameron Hayward had a a kick return for once for 11 yards. There you go. He's got seven yards in front of Gentry. Look, something something is going on. Either the the coaches need to put these players in and have a bit more, um, you know, flexibility with the roster and and, and in certain situations – or Gentry just isn't that good, and they're playing him for that reason. Now we we need to find out before preseason because maybe another a young rookie tight end could be in his spot. I know there's Kevin Radar there. There's another guy who sounds similar, Dax Raymond. That's I think he's there yeah. too. These are two blokes that we haven't really seen or talked about. The only thing I know about Radar was a few years ago in the preseason, I believe he was a good blocker. So I saw some good blocks. Um, will the ball go that way? It might not because now you have. Five, four or five receivers who can catch the ball and really do some nasty work with it. And then Gentry, like we said about Snell, sorry, Samuels the other week, right? There just isn't enough football to go around. But you've got to make um, – you just have to do something with this team. Like, I would be so hard. If you're a Pittsburgh Steeler and you're like telling your mates, oh, how'd you play on the weekend? Duck eggs. have got nothing. Dude, well, he <laughs> he's been injured the whole time. Uh, yeah, but it's, it's just crazy. I just think – Either let him have a have a go or get rid of him. Something, one or the other. All right. Who's next on our list? Uh, I believe we have. So we've done round five. We're going to round three. So we'll start with uh, Justin Lane. What are your thoughts on him? Well, we skip Benny Snell. 
Um, we can go with Benny Snow first. It's up to you. Well, yeah, round four. We'll stay in order. Oh, was he round Benny's- four? Yeah, he was round four. Justin Lane was round three. See, that's how that's how much he's forgotten amount as well. I, I uh, <laughs> so you, fun, you told me you were teasing that you had this awesome stat on Benny uh, Snow. So I want to okay, hear. Look, Let's kick it off with the look, stat. It, it, it's exactly the same as Gentry. He has what is he giving to this team? So right now at this moment, Benny Snell, Benny Snell football. Look, I love them all. I really do. But he has his top rushing career longest yard or, or gain is thirty yards. You can't score touchdowns like that. We, I want to see him do bigger things than that. You know? He's got like I, look, how do you be in the same gentry? How do you be in this league for two years now, heading to your third season, and your highest or your, your biggest run is 30 yards? You and I could do that. I know the, I know the offensive is, is bad or the O-line was bad and the running game would seem to be bad, but there are, there are runners on other teams in all 30, um, 31 teams that have these players who are explosive and run out of the gates and they're getting 40 yards, 50. They, they can seem to, to, to pull this off. Um, I just don't – like, you know, he's meant to be that goal line guy, but he can't move the, the ball forward. It won't push that pile. So I just think he's in a very similar situation to Gentry and he's going to be number two behind um, uh, Najee, right? Look, we need, need a change of pace. You've just got to start to do something. All right. So an interesting point about Benny Snell. So for those people that didn't listen to War Room this week, which is all good, there's a lot of BTSC content to listen to, but that's the other show that I do. I focused in on, I found some stats that were basically done from, so some of you might be familiar with the approximate uh, valuation that pro football reference to, which is basically they assign a number in a given year to a player based on their performance. So like last year, Chase Claypool got a seven. If you're a quarterback on a Super Bowl team, you might get like a 17. Now, basically they went through and for players, first round picks between 2012 and 2019, they calculated the average AV per year across their first four years, right? So to give you an indication. At the running back position, that average AV for a first round draft pick Running back was 5.922, right? So just call it 5.9. So across two years, that would be effectively 11.8, right? First round for two years of of career for a first round running back. Benny Snell, who has not been our bell cow first round running back, who's played in 29 games, his career AV is six. So he's half, he's produced half of what a first round running back would do, right? Obviously, he's played a lot less games and snaps. I agree that like I would have expected a lot more out of Benny Snell. But then when I see something like that, I'm a little bit more, I find it a bit more acceptable. Or I sit there and I'm like, he kind of, and as Brad Jewett said, he's not that horrible. He's not really had the opportunity to fully prove it over a season. We've seen him in games where the longer he, the the more snaps he plays, the better he is. Like he needs time to work his rhythm into a game. Equally, last year he did not have the holes being created for him to get anything, literally anything. So I don't know. Like, and you watch that because in 2019 he averaged 3.9 yards per rush versus, and he had more yards off only of three less attempts. And in 2019, where he had the yard yards, your average yards per rush of 3.3, like, and he had, but he did have more touchdowns last year. So I don't know. Like, I I agree with you that we need someone's going to run further, 
But if his role is not the starting running back, I, I'm I'm a bit I find it a bit more acceptable. Yeah, no, I understand. I'm not saying he's like horrible, and I, I get that his role is number two, but it just comes down to it. Like these so players, I think his role's number three this year. I would expect it very, it very well. It very well could be, but these players aren't getting time um, in the backfield. Same as Gentry, same as all the players we discussed so far with Bugs and uh, UG three. There's not enough time there. I just found it interesting that look, you know, some people in the chat are saying that he isn't that that long uh, runner. He's more of a power back. I, I get. I understand that. But on your career, after two years, your biggest run is thirty yards. That's yes. only twenty five meters. Like there are there are there are backs who can do that in in yeah, games um, when two back sets when the, when the Panthers do that kind of stuff. I can't remember who their blokes were, but they've always had a two back set and they 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 were running really well. I just think there's some time you've got to crack one. You really do. You've got to crack one and go for fifty yards or fifty five yards. Yeah, and that's it. And this is the thing: is in, in a in an offensive line that's been created to run the football. If he can't if he can't produce that in the preseason or in the first three to four weeks, I think you trade him. I just think you trade him this before the trade deadline. The, the thing is, the thing is, Matty, before if you want to go to break or whichever, he's yeah, never really got past, he's, he's never got uh, past the safety right now. In a lot of a lot of plays, when you see Parker and Connor and uh, even Mendehall, I was watching a few hearts with him. They're getting to that second level, and that's what they're always they're always taught. And it just seems like, yeah, like you know, Benny, ben, maybe Benny's not built that way, and because he is a fourth rounder as well. But I would love this. I'd love to see it. Him have a go and have a crack and really get past that second level, miss one guy, and and try and head to the end zone. Yeah, yeah. I I, look, I agree. With you. I'd love to see it. I I just as I say, I'm someone that he's great to not have to rely on as our top guy. But if you need him and you need him to close out, it's like what we talked about three or four weeks ago, where if you are up by two touchdowns going into the fourth, rest Najee, put put Snell in to just punch it up the middle to run out a game. I think that's beneficial for the Steelers, given that you can't do that with the fullback that's not a fullback on our roster. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I agree. <laughs> that, that wraps up part one of Steelers touchdown under. If you're listening to us live right now on the audio side, on the on the YouTube or Facebook side of things, just hold tight for a few seconds. If you're on the audio side, switch over to part two. Appreciate it. it's been a really long part one, but we've got lots to get through. It's an interesting draft class. We've got Sling and the Slang coming and some audience Q&A as well. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Step into the world of power, loyalty 
and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW group. Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.